0: the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code Kara to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code Kara. Use code Kara for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code Kara.
1: We make them uncomfortable. We talk about what are your weaknesses? What are your excuses? And people are talking about, I don't do shit for myself. I don't know how to do anything for myself. And it's crazy that these major high performers are like, I'm always the one taking care of so many other people, but I never just stop. It's crazy. So everyone is just being vulnerable. Everyone is being open with each other. Everyone is, is allowing themselves to be free. You got to pick yourself up.
0: I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Andrew Dudham, founder of Hymns, Erica Nardini, CEO of Barstool Sports, Daniel Dubois and Whitney Tingle, co-founders of Sakara Life, and much, much more. Plus, we ask the million-dollar question, What does it really take to be unstoppable? Unstoppable. Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden at Unstoppable, and we're here today. I'm very, very excited with Brian Mazza hello how
1: are you doing thank you thanks for, having for me.
0: being here actually I'm here at your event yes, yes. Uh, that I'll be joining a panel tomorrow to speak on but Brian if you are not familiar with him is uh, a super high performer he was just telling me a story about working out with Uh, Navy SEALs, former Navy SEALs, which I'm terrified and somewhat uh, uh, sad and excited at the same time that I was here this morning after hearing about this workout. But uh, Brian is the founder and CEO of HPLT Training. And you can check it out at HPLTtraining.com if you want to see what's going on. But basically started this entire business after having another successful career in restaurants and founded an incredible brand called the Ainsworth in New York, that a restaurant group that was very, very successful as well. And then decided to really go after his passion of really fitness and getting people healthy and not just in terms of physical, but also mindset. We talked a little bit about that, which, of course, I I love that. And prior to this, he did a brief stint in the menswear market uh, a little bit, successfully sold that off to some other great people. And uh, I'll let him tell us a little bit about that. And then basically, the newest venture with HPLT is High Performance Lifestyle Training. That's what it stands for. And he's really giving not just individuals, but also corporations an inside look of how to ultimately achieve what they yeah. want to achieve. So we'll welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll jump into some more personal stuff after sure. a little while too, but just take me back a few steps. Like when did you started, when did you start HPLT and how did you sort of get the idea to actually do this?
1: Sure. So this May will be one year. So I'm fairly new to leaving my other business. Created a really awesome brand in New York, uh, and then we expanded to different states called the Ainsworth. We had over 100 million dollars in revenue, which was great. But as you know, the the later years were continuing to to come up in the business. I just just didn't feel right anymore for me, and it just wasn't something I was super passionate about anymore. And I was going in a totally different direction, and kind of like a contradiction to that business in that sense, where I was. I don't drink anymore. I'm about to be five years not having a drink. I didn't have a problem or anything. It just, alcohol just wasn't fitting into my lifestyle of how I wanted to live my life and get up every day and train. And, you know, I was becoming a parent. So I, I have this whole thing where I don't ever want to see my kids see me drinking or drunk. There's nothing wrong with it, but drinking. But I just want to be that role model in that sense. So, you know, as I was leaving the company and it just felt right, I was like, what am I gonna do? You know, what what's gonna be my next step? What's gonna be my next venture? What's gonna be my passion and my why? And training and helping others and just being around positive people was that. So I remember um, quick story how we started it really. We were on our baby moon with our second child in Miami. And um I was working with a bunch of different brands at the time and just consulting and, and helping other brands. And Chloe's like, What what do you wanna do? Like, w- what's gonna be your next move? And I said, you know what, I think I can create, because I love to create stuff, I think I could create a summit for like-minded people, guys and girls, um, who want to just be surrounded by other like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a name yet. So we're sitting on the beach, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to call it high-performance lifestyle training, because I think I train like that that way, just fitness-wise, mm-hmm. right? That's how it just started. And then she's like, okay, like what she, every idea I have, she always like, kind of puts me in my place to, and I'm grateful for that. That's good. So need the those, yin and yang. Yeah, need the yin and yang. Sometimes <laughs> it bothers me, but it's, it's good most of the time. So I was just sitting on the beach, and I was like, who do I look up to right now? Who am I following right now on Instagram? What am I doing? And David Goggins kept popping up in my head. And just him as an individual and as a savage, I was like, you know what, let me inquire about him to host this event with me.
0: Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options. Keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart? Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week too, like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices. Snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part? Each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. Backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year.
1: So I got in touch with his team. We worked it out. And I didn't really tell Chloe this, but I wired money, half of the deposit to his team. It was like two days after while we're in Miami. So
0: So his team would do what for you? Like what would. So
1: he was our keynote speaker. Okay. And he worked out with our group. Okay. So I'm like, hey, I started this business. Starting the business. Um, she's like, What are you doing? Like, I got David Goggins, he's gonna be our keynote. It's gonna be May seventeenth in New York. And she's like, You're crazy, like you have no structure, you have no foundation, like what what are you doing? Like you're using our money, you're freaking out. And I was like, You know what? In my mind, I needed to be in an uncomfortable state to start something. And I think going back to why this summit works for people, is because we put them in such uncomfortable positions all weekend. They're tired. They're training five in the morning. They're getting on the bus at 5 a.m. They're just out of their element. Some are in that element, but some are out. And that's the only way to grow. So I knew if I didn't do that, I mean, it could have totally backfired on me. But if I knew I didn't do that, I wouldn't have pushed forward to create this business. So I said, okay, if I'm going to wire the money, I know 25 people I could get right now to join the, the movement. And that'll cover the cost there. Then I can work with other brands that I have amazing relationships with. They'll jump on and then we have a business and I will put up all the money myself. I will start it myself and we'll see where it goes.
0: So the first conference, so May 17th in New
1: York. Yeah, May 17th in New York. So we had um, 30 people, part of the three-day summit. We had 250 for the speaker day summit, which was amazing. You know, David spoke and totally just killed it. But what I do now is whoever is going to be our keynote speaker or whoever is going to be part of our weekend, we make them be part of the training. So that's why you're coming to our run tomorrow. No, I was kidding. So um, we did a six mile run with him, seventeen hundred jumping jacks, seven hundred push up workout. So that was really good, really unforgettable moment, Um, and that really just solidified us as a brand of what we're trying to do. The summit has just been super successful so far, and people are dying to get in. We we really handpick people to join which is nice. So it, it's just been really special.
0: And so it's not just about physical. I mean, it's no, obviously you know, everyone's in great shape. It's nice
1: to look good and feel good in that sense, right? Of your accomplishments of being consistent in the gym of your routine. But it's so much more than that. I mean, we just came from a seminar. We have seminars all weekend. We have high performance coaches all weekend for us. I mean, everyone was crying in this seminar, talking about, we make them uncomfortable. We talk about, What are your weaknesses? What are your excuses? And people are talking about, I don't do shit for myself. I don't know how to do anything for myself. And it's crazy that these major high performers are like, I'm always the one taking care of so many other people, but I never just stop. I'm so uncomfortable being here right now that I'm taking time for myself and and my clients are alone. It's crazy. So everyone is just being vulnerable. Everyone is being open with each other. Everyone is, is allowing themselves to be free. That's awesome. And it's, it's really remarkable.
0: So you set up this community, really. I mean, it yes. sounds like that where people are coming into this group and they're able to sort of be their true self, maybe not on day one, but as they start- Well, what to- we
1: do is we are high-performing coach, Brent Hogarth, who's amazing. He's from Canada. So he's super sweet. <laughs> His vibe is great. Our first night, we break everybody down. Not in a crazy way, but in a way where I'll meet you and we'll, we'll speak about what you're, what's going on in your life mostly negative stuff that you want to change, but I have to recite it to the group about you. Mm-hmm. So I have to really be engaged with you. I have to really pay attention. And then I speak on your behalf and you'll speak on my behalf. And then people just, That's and then you, then we build up.
0: And so how does this, beyond the seminars, how does this continue?
1: That's an awesome question. And everyone is starting to ask that. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to just do retreats the rest of your life? No. So we're, we're building a plan right now. We would like to open a facility in New York where we could do smaller versions of this consistently, but also offer, um, the training sessions, the the physical training sessions and continue to build the community from there.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That's. I have lots of thoughts and ideas for you on this. So yeah, as definitely. as I'm as I'm hearing listening well, the, to you, the, you're and,
1: the the goat in the business world. So, so you could definitely uh, give us some pointers.
0: Well, it's it's funny. I'm in the process of finishing up a book. My book's coming out in October, and it's called Undaunted. And so you're an example of somebody who's been undaunted, and everything that you talked about in terms of. Just going and just doing it, and you know the journey is going to have ups and it's going to have downs. And it's oh yeah, I mean, I mean there's, there's days I self, wake yeah. up,
1: there's there's mornings I wake up that I'm like, oh my god, I what am I doing? I'm unorganized or I'm this or why didn't I hire someone to help me do this? I can't continue to do it all on my own. Or you know, my wife is such a huge part of this business too, and I know we were just speaking before, like, you know, she has a full time major career, yeah. Yeah. and then she's booking people and she's helping with sponsors and helping with run up shows and doing all these things, and it's like. What is the next phase of that? And it's now it's become a real, real legitimate organization. That's awesome. So, was this always your passion? I mean, was this? Well, I've I've always been a, a real, an uber competitive athlete. I, I played. I got a scholarship to play soccer in college. I saw you. Um, yeah, yeah I, mean, I was reading
0: about that. At so- 31
1: years old, the Red Bulls asked me to try out. Like, I've always been super competitive, yeah. but I was always a punk growing up. I was always a punk in the sense that. I never worked to my full potential. I always just relied on my talent, and then when the the, the circumstances or surroundings got a little difficult, I kind of shied away. Where if I just if I had my mindset now, when I was eighteen, I'd be playing in Europe. You know, it just yeah. it it just would be what it is. You know, and you know I think things happen for a reason. So now I'm finally feel like I'm maturing in that sense. You know, for the past ten years though, but like when I was a kid, I, you know, I just. I always loved fitness. I always loved that, that rush, but I never totally understood the, the meaning of what I'm doing now. Have you ever
0: read Andre Agassi's
1: book? I've not.
0: You should read Andre Agassi's book.
1: I watched a documentary um, about him and- uh,
0: Yeah, it's a, it's incredible. And yeah. it's, uh, I mean, I was a competitive gymnast growing up and I, uh, you know, often say exactly what you've said. Like if I actually would have been focused, if I would have, you know, not- tried to take shortcuts like along the yeah. way and
1: you know. like the shortcut I took today during the workout, trying to, um, wring my shirt out in the water to, to cheat. Yeah. yeah.
0: But August, he talks a lot. He talks a lot about that and sort of how he, you know, blamed people. You
1: know, yeah. I was like, you know, my coach, it's my coach. Uh, you know, I remember calling my mom being like, I quit. So I quit my senior year. Um, uh, I was supposed to get on the plane and I just didn't show up. I said, F it. I'm not showing up. I want to go party. I want to just be a college kid. And I remember calling my mom. Now, I I don't always call my mom for things. It's like I it just, I always just call my dad. He's just, he's just my homie, right? So I call him all the time. If it's like I have a leak or I stub my toe, like, damn, I stub my toe. I just, he's, he's my best friend. So I just, for some reason, I called my mom that day. I was like, I can't effing do this anymore. And I'm cursing and I'm pissed off. And she like ripped me, ripped me. Like, you're a loser. Why are you doing this? Well, why are you going to quit? You have a scholarship, like. These opportunities don't come often. And I just it went like this in one ear and out the other. And that was like probably the only time that she really gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Like hard. Like And you remember that? I remember that. I remember like literally what I was wearing. But you didn't where, quit. No, I quit. <laughs> but I was a punk. Like I should have listened to her. Yeah. And I was just I blamed everyone else.
0: There's an interesting article in the Times today about, uh, I, I have teenagers. And so it's, you'll see when they yeah. when your kids get a little older, but it's, uh, you know, when they're actually asking for your opinion and then you think, oh, my kids don't listen to me. And how many times do you say that? Or your parents say that about, oh, you didn't listen to me. It's actually that you wanted their empathy yeah. for what you were going through. You didn't actually want them to solve your problem, which I think is from a business standpoint probably a lot of what you may have even heard today like when people talk about things about like oh i never do this i never do this like they may think that they want you to actually solve their problem yeah, but what and, they know, want is I the have, community I have
1: phenomenal parents like i have phenomenal parents and they were very like even cute with me my whole life so so i have the new york state goal record in high school and points and everything if i scored eight goals in a game yeah or if our if i so I, I've done that many times. And when I lost the game for my team where I kicked the ball over the, net, and the penalty shot to go to the state finals, they just kept it the same. But I wish they were harder on me. Yeah. Interesting. I wish they gave me, you know, more insight and, and, and broke my chops more about being better. But they were just like unconditional love forever. And I mean, I'm super grateful for how amazing they are, but I wish they, they broke me down more. But But maybe I wouldn't have like reacted well. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like a a funny thing that I I, I constantly say now. It's it's not even like how you communicate with communication. Everyone says it's all about communicating with people. It's really not. I mean, you know, running a business, right? You could communicate to your employees all the time. And communicating means just like speaking something to them. But if they're not comprehending your message, it's not communicating. So there's a way to do that, right? And I I think now we, we understand that through HBLT how we can make people comprehend how to be the best versions of themselves, not just us saying, Go work out, go eat this, go do that, blah, 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 and your life's gonna be great. It's not about that. It's about how we give them that message.
0: That's awesome. And so do you think this is so where do you go with HPLT? I mean, we talked a little bit about yeah, this. So like, do you do are people joining? Does it end up becoming
1: Yeah, so we we've had 3 events so far. Um they've sold out all 3, which is great for us. Um and people are just really dying to get the in real life experiences. Um we've added the speaker day summit where people get to hear people like you, you know, who have such awesome businesses, successful businesses, and I'm sure it wasn't always a beautiful ride, right? You know, It's been a long ride and hopefully the good times have outlasted the horrible times but people want to have those in real life experiences to be around high performers such as yourself and other people we have on the panel so we're up to something really good and now it's just Let's structure it in a way that there's really a lot of longevity.
0: So I noticed on your social, Instagram in particular, you've built a huge brand and you have a lot of engagement of people coming in and, and talk talk to me about how do you do that? Like where how did you yeah like begin that? I think a lot of people are trying to figure out like, is building a brand on Instagram or through social in general, is that something that is necessary? Is it well I, I,
1: I think, think it's it's your resume now. And social media is only gonna keep transforming and changing of the way people can sell products, the way people can sell themselves. I mean, every day that I'm on Instagram is an opportunity for me to sell what I'm doing in a positive way. You can use social for a negative way, which a ton of people do, or when they're trolling people and, and going that route. But if you wanna... So I come from the hospitality space, like we said, and I had an audience every single night at the restaurant. So I was building my brand not even knowing I was building my brand, so and I always knew that this restaurant life wouldn't last forever, especially in New York. I mean, we've we had a they, they still operate and they're still going, but the Ainsworth is going to be thirteen years old. They're, you know, that's a that's a long time in New York City. Some restaurants don't even last two days. You know, so I saw that. Wow, there's not going to be five hundred people here every night forever. I stopped drinking. Like I said, I stopped it was contradicting to my life. So I was like, okay, let me start building through the fitness space. Cause I was an athlete and it was very relatively easy for me to fit in, in that space and stay fit, do the restaurants, get pressed, do all these things. Um, so I started to build it there. And as I was getting more press of being the fit restaurant guy and, and all of this and going to these, you know, workouts and, and whatever, I started just to see an opportunity probably five years ago on Instagram to post these, Instagram workout photos with motivational quotes before really a lot of people were doing it. Now, I don't have like 15 million followers, right? So, but it's growing. So I think people were seeing that I'm a real person. I'm authentic to what I'm doing. I have the ups and downs. I don't just post about the good times, a lot of the bad times and the struggles. Um, And I think people want to see that because they live that life too. So I think with people building their own personal brand, I think you have to be super genuine. And and if you're not, you'll get exposed and people won't follow or people might not be into it. But if you are talking about how you really live your life and you can package, you know, packaging better than anybody, right? With your products, packaging is everything. If You can package up your brand on social the right way. People will engage. And if if you're selling something, not I'm not talking about a product, but if you're selling something on Instagram through yourself, if they can relate to it, you're good. Definitely. So we talked right beforehand. So you had a, a
0: bit of a, um, you know, huge hiccup in in your life a few weeks ago. So your sure, house yeah. caught on fire, uh, which is really scary. Thankfully, your whole family's okay. But Thank God, um, yes. But what? Uh, tell me and tell everybody a little bit about that, and sort of what did you learn from it? I mean, more than anything
1: about you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so we can even go back a little bit before that. So my son is two and a half years old. And the first time I really started to, to face adversity, like crazy adversity was a week before Leo was born. I tore my Achilles. (laughs) Like brutal. Right. So yeah. Playing soccer. Chloe's like, don't get hurt tonight. Be safe. I take a step back and I hear a pop. Like I thought I got shot literally. So I'm on the ground. I asked the referee, like, why didn't you call a foul? And he's like, no one was even near you. Yeah. You know, non- non-contact injuries are the worst. That's when you know you it's really bad. So I tear my Achilles. We, we couldn't get pregnant forever. So we had to do two IVF uh, processes to have both of our children. So that was adversity. And that was a struggle and not feeling like a man and feel like I was letting Chloe down because I was the problem. I had a low sperm count. Just so we could talk about that. That was the, the issue. So dealing with adversity through that process has taught me a lot, right? So it taught me that th- the show moves on. You have to continue. We finally have our kids, and Leo had like a major surgery. He was all good with that, had to face that. Um, then we had to do IVF again, and we had another amazing baby, and Luke is great and then this um a month ago, it's actually a month ago, like I was we were talking before, I just got back from a, a, a trip. I think I was out here scouting for more stuff for l a and you know, I grew up make, making fires and having fires in my house with my parents forever. That was like our thing our, our bonding moment for our family, especially like Sunday nights. It was great. Mm-hmm. Kind of wind down from the weekend, get ready for Monday for school. So we just got our uh, fireplaces serviced in December. And we just got the one service in my office that we never used before we moved into our home. And you know, I was Chloe and I were just talking. I was like, hey, do you want me to make a fire? And we'll have dinner here with Leo. We'll put Luke to sleep and we'll have dinner with Leo and mess around and dance. And it was great. So making a fire it's cranking it's, it's awesome all day um, i think we started it at like 4 p.m on a friday so it was nice it was really cold out in new york so leo goes to bed around seven so my thing is i always put him to bed that's just like our, our jam together so he always asks me to get in his crib i get in his crib with him and i start i smell this kind of synthetic smell and it wasn't anything that would have really like freaked me out where i would have gotten him out of the room right away so i left him in the crib and i went downstairs to go talk to chloe And she was like, hey, dude, it's smoky down here. Now, it wasn't like smoky where, again, I would have called the fire department. It was just a little smoky, like sometimes you have with a fire. Exactly, right? So my brother is a very big home inspector in the Northeast. So, again, like I always called my dad for stuff. I always call my brother with problems. Yo, dude, it's a little smoky in here. What do you think I should do? He's like, first thing he says to me, you might have a fire in your wall. I'm like, what does that even mean? Right? Like a fire in my wall. So I'm like... How could I have it? I don't see anything. There's no fire. I just see smoke. So I open the door and open the windows, which is the dumbest thing to do because it fuels it with the oxygen. Right. Didn't, didn't understand. So my brother's like, call the fire department, but he's like, just an FYI. If the fire department comes in and they find anything, if it's minor or whatever, your house is going to be destroyed. It's just is what it is. It's going to get wet. There's going to be smoke. There's going to be fire. So I'm like, whatever. At this point, she's like, Hey, go check on the babies again. Um. So as my, my plan of action was to go up and check on the little baby first, Luke, their rooms are close. Let me check on him to make sure his room is okay. And thank God I didn't do that. Cause if I did that, my other son would have died, which is the craziest shit. So I, I get to the top step on the landing and I hear, <coughs> daddy, I can't breathe. Help me. Oh my God. <laughs> now, I don't know if you have an old home or a, a newer home built, but you know, those old Tudor homes, the doors are heavy. Everything's heavy. The the fire department said, those doors are so heavy, no smoke was going to get out of your room. It was just going to build in there. So I open his door and I can't see anything. Obviously, I know where the crib is. So I just lean over. I literally grab him by his hair and his shirt and rip him out of the bed, bring him down to Chloe. Now, I don't see any flames, so I don't know what's going on. So I open the windows in his room because I'm like, get the smoke out of the room. I thought it was coming from the vents, whatever. Now the fire department comes in. And now we're doing the heat seeker on the walls to find to feel so for they still it. Can't find, nothing. So they we're still like doing all the temperatures on the wall, and there's nothing crazy. Yeah. It's not hot. He's like, I don't know what's going on. So everyone's like, so confused. Yeah. Now Luke is still sleeping because there's no smoke in his room. I obviously went in to check after Leo. There's no smoke in there. The fireman steps in Leo's closet, and the smoke shoots out from the floor. So he's like, Get everyone out of your effing house! You have a fire. Now, that's when shit got real. That's when like, we speak about the training and living in the flow moment and being able to handle certain situations. It was like, boom. And I got into tunnel vision mode, and it was like super dad mode. Now, I have two cats and a dog. So we get Luke, bring him downstairs to close. She's like, why are you bringing me Luke? I'm like, we have a fire. You need to get out. Now, she's in her pajamas. They don't have shoes on, jacket, so I have to run back up, get them their stuff. I have to find my two cats. I go to bring like two cats down to put them in the basement with my, with Chloe. As I do that, the fire department comes in. One cat freaks out, attacks the hell out of me cuz he's so scared. Runs upstairs, I can't find him. Have the other one cuz he's he's like a dog, he's awesome. Bring him downstairs. They start bringing in the chainsaws, the axes and start just ripping everything. They find the fire. So the fireplace, it burned the fire burned through the fireplace into the kitchen wall. Which then shot up into Leo's room, which then shot up into Luke's room.
0: So that's where the vent, it was coming out
1: there first. It was coming out through the walls (sighs) and everything. So like everybody's fine, but I remember sitting in the foyer when they cut everything and then the hoses came on and that's when I knew my house was done. The amount of hundreds of gallons of water that they poured into the house, ceilings were falling, everything's falling off the wall. Yes, So we got everyone off the wall, but- So we had to leave him that night, but they contained the fire. So I had to go back the next day and find him. And he was in the suitcase, like shivering. So now he's probably all screwed up from that. Yeah. He's already a little schizo, but (laughs) now he's just way worse.
0: He'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So that happened and that was really tragic, but it just goes back to mindset. Tomorrow's not guaranteed ever. So live your life like it's not going to be there tomorrow. Be nice to everyone live with gratitude, train every day as much as you can. You don't have to be like a complete animal, but get moving, do something, help other people because it could be taken away from you in a second. And my son almost got taken away from me.
0: Well, and your whole family. I mean, it's so you're so lucky. We are I so mean, lucky. so, so lucky. So, wow. Well, I, and then you guys are planning this whole-
1: Yeah, so, and- so like I said, life goes on, right? Not just that. It's like my, my event was three weeks away or four weeks away. Then next morning, it was like back to business. You got to go find a house for your family. Found a house. You have to get on conference calls. You have to pay deposits. You have to do everything as much as people are going to have empathy for you, which a ton of people did. And the community came around us and supported us. And like I said, back to using Instagram as a positive thing. I mean, we had people show up at my parents' house that follow us on Instagram that were just fans of what we're doing just to help. We're having dinner. At my parents' house, that's who drove two hours away, that's and it's like that's that's what the community is about.
0: Yeah, well, and I think you're definitely building that, and it doesn't right. build it doesn't build overnight, but it's, just, but it's that, like it's,
1: it's building it through real life experiences.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, I have a pretty uh, sizable audience on Twitter, and I always like that is that's the space for me where you know I talk about lots of different stuff I talk about you know challenges with you know business my family um you know the goods the bads I, my travel all everything going on and i mean the number of people i'll go away for like 3 4 days and not you know not intentionally not you know sort of communicate with people but just you but know, it's good to
1: like, to take time off too.
0: Yeah, like I and all of a sudden it'll be like, oh my gosh, she's back! You know, how are you doing? Like, I saw you were in Brussels. Like, is everything we, okay? You, and, you
1: motivate so many so, people, right?
0: Yeah, no, and it is. It's a really it's you're a such good a thing. powerful
1: woman in what so, you do that people need you.
0: Yeah, so I guess. <laughs> no, they do, and I, but it, but I it's, think not it's like you,
1: you know, and, and people maybe listening might be like, you guys take yourselves too seriously when you say that, but it's the truth. You, what you do and what you accomplish and how you live your life is an outlet for people to aspire to be you. And that's important. And we need more positive people like you and what you do and what we're trying to do as a, as a company and as a unit because there's so much crap in this world.
0: Yeah, no, it's totally true. I mean, it's one of the reasons people ask me all the time, did you always want to write a book? And I'm like, no, I, I travel on the plane so much that for three years I was writing and I just was journaling and sort of talking about stories. And, and then I would, you know, talk to people about just different things along the along my journey and and they're like wow you should like write about that and I was like really like and they're you know I've always had lots and lots of stories and crazy stories along the way I mean I'm not a uh, I married a New Yorker but I grew up in Arizona and I just decided when I graduated from school that I was moving to New York and so I I just like moved to New York and people are like how did you have the courage to do that And I'm like, I didn't know that that was courage. And so it talks a lot, you know, very much the mindset, like unless people actually tell you that you can't do something, then you actually might go do it.
1: I mean, I also think like when I was creating HBLT, I think Chloe doubted it a little bit, you know, and not from like a a malice point of view, but just maybe her being a little insecure about what I was going to do or maybe scared and we had kids and she was pregnant and like, now you're going to start doing this. So I think that motivated me to like prove her wrong in that sense that I can do it and it's going to be a business. And now she's working on it and loving it. So Well,
0: you're actually an athlete though too, which is, which is a whole, you know, well it is it. And I tell people all the time. I mean, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I meet. The most successful entrepreneurs that I meet today have been, I should say the majority of the most successful entrepreneurs have played sports at least through junior year in high school. Like they played, they did something and then they, you know, left for whatever reason, but they did something and they committed. And, you know, that takes appreciation of a team, the ability to listen to a coach, the ability to fail some days and get back up. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, very, very similar skills and learnings that you learn from being an
1: athlete. I I couldn't agree more. And I I think, you know, I've had, I wasn't always a punk in every situation in sports, Um, but I had a a club soccer coach who I would have taken a bullet for, Mm -hmm. but he was able to communicate in a way that I was comprehending how to play, how to live what he needed for me. So I think it's all about the message being delivered to people in life. If you can't deliver a message that they're going to be able to grasp and then move forward with, you're not doing your job.
0: I love it. That's great. So I always ask, first of all, what's your favorite hint flavor? Cherry. So grabbed it, right? You got one right there. Yeah. I love cherry. I know. I do too. To I, love, I love cherry. Although we just came out with Clementine,
1: which is- Oh, yeah? Yeah, it is. I don't know what Chloe's is. I think she, honestly, she loves them all. And she's so annoying when she asked me to grab it out of the fridge in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh my God. Can you just go?
0: So you need a fridge right next know, to the fridge. Yeah, I know. We had that once and I was like, this is
1: crazy. I'm like, it's annoying. The light's on. You hear it. I'm like, I'm. we're not doing that. That's so funny. I, I was interviewing Randy
0: Zuckerberg for a my podcast before and uh, she told me that she has a special fridge that she thought was hidden for her cucumber hint and then her mom actually found the cucumber hint i don't think i've ever had
1: cucumber Yeah. So Cucumber is uh, I love cucumber.
0: But Pace. people have stories about their hint fridge like a lot. Like I run into people who tell me like they built a special refrigerator when they were redoing a house just for hint. I mean it's it's like I always wonder like, does the Coke executive like ha- get these same stories that I get other people? <laughs> it's pretty funny. So um, so one last question. What makes you unstoppable? You've answered a lot of that, but I think
1: I like to think I would like to think I'm unstoppable in what, what I'm trying to to do and accomplish. I just think it's um getting up every day with the, the attitude that I can tr- I'm gonna be the best I can be. And I think it's waking up every day and for anyone who's listening who's having a struggle trying to be unstoppable or continuing to grow, focus on having small wins in your day to day that will a hundred percent lead right. to massive victories.
0: I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, thank Brian. Thank you for having me. Okay. Excited for yeah, tomorrow. excited for tomorrow too. So great. So uh, where can people find you?
1: So you can find me on uh, Instagram, my just my name, at Brian Mazza. You can find us at HPL Training as well on Instagram. We, uh, we link a lot of stuff up there. And my new website will be launching uh, very soon. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. unstoppable.